begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the ND. It was free for all and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick cause you're incapable A-A-M's. Thank you, Mr. TJ Drennan. I'm Spencer, aka Free Thrall, and this is Keep Off the Borderlands. Hey, Jason here from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. When are we going to play 5e? I hear that you're going to DM that, so I'm looking forward to it. And I, I do have the that Essentials box that you said the components have been reported to be not good. I haven't opened it, so I don't know about that. The box isn't the best quality. I can tell you that. But, yeah, looking forward to playing in your game. Just waiting on the start date. Talk to you later. Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast there pushing for me to run a 5e game. I don't know. I think it would probably be happening later rather than sooner. But um, certainly that Rick and Morty box set will get me finally to uh, thumb through the rules and at least consider giving it a spin. And as for that Essentials box set, as far as I understand, it's a nice little package they've put together. Certainly got all the information they, that you need, some companion rules for uh, running one-on-one. And by all accounts, it's a great place to start. But yes, like you said, it does sound that it's been quite cheaply put together. And I've got to say, I didn't pick up the Rick and Morty box set for the production values, uh, simply because it appeals to my nonsensical sensibilities. Hey, first things first, Spencer. Shivering Circle, I would like to clear that matter up and knock any prospect of me running that squarely on the head. That's not going to happen. Um, I'm a, I'm into my black hack. I'm going to be going with that. However, I can reveal that I've got plans for running black hack using a funnel to start the characters off. So a black hack funnel. Also, you mentioned Kierkegaard. Don't rule me out of that conversation. I uh, I quite liked a bit of the old Kierkegaard. I used to read it on the train from uh, London to Brighton. I did some Scandinavian studies at college as part of my art history. In fact, when I think back to my, my course, I think the art history was one of the aspects I enjoyed the most. Interesting message from Colin Spikepick Green there. Yeah, a black hack funnel. I like the idea of that. Interesting that you read some Kierkegaard. I've got to say, far more interested in Kierkegaard than, well, I say interested. I know nothing of Heidegger, only that his work is pretty impenetrable from what I understand. But uh, yeah, Kierkegaard, bit of Nietzsche. 
I, I've got to say I'm a bit of a Schopenhauer fan, to be honest. Maybe because of the uh, simple language that he uses. I know you appreciate that, Colin. Well, I guess it's high time I went back and addressed some more of Jason's messages. So what I'm going to do is hand you over to Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast and uh, air a few of those messages. And to be honest, with this first one, it sounds like he's getting a little bit tired of calling in. Take it away, Jason. Jason again, so lost and surprised. Lost, well, you talk about the IDBM, for, I, Internet Movie Database forums. It's kind of like Twin Peaks before the third season, the Twin Peaks Return came out. There's a pretty coherent and good fan theory based on the, you know, the uh, mythology in the series on how everything worked. And then Twin Peaks Return came out, and what David Lynch and um, his co-writer Mark I forget his name, I'm in the car. But what they laid out was actually much less, much less interesting and, and less engaging and, and just, it was a letdown compared to the theories we came up on the forums back before that third season came out. So I understand what you mean. As far as surprise goes, um, to surprise, I, got, I ended up being sick today and I'm at to sit out Arlen Walker's Astonishing Swords and Sorcerers of Hyboria game, which really sucks, because I was looking forward to playing that. Um, the Barbarians of Lemuria game I ran for you guys. I was doing the tower as they were, Che and um, Gabriel coming down the tower, and I forgot to put somewhere for the guards, the rest of the guards, and decided to come up off the top of my head put them in the room and that was a surprise when Che played dice with them and you know locked them in the room and that was a surprise so yeah you can over prep for a game and sometimes you have to just ad lib it and let it go and I think that game was the better for it but um I don't know it's probably just the fever talking hey Spencer Jason here Nerds RPG Variety Cast no worries I you know, I'd be happy to play Best Left Buried with you. I'll hit you up online. Um, I got usually have days off during the week, just not this week. So maybe we can line that up during during your downtime. Um, I, like I said, I'm happy to play that. I'm happy to run more Barbarians Lemuria games for you guys, um, or for parts of you, whatever. And to be honest, I had called into um, Froth a while back, and I might have even called to somebody else, maybe Evil Jeff, about the idea of running games out of sequence in characters' lives. You know, those episodic games, kind of like what you were saying, let match the Conan stories. And Barbarians Lemuria is like the perfect system to do that in. So, because in D&D or something, you have to create them at all the different levels to do that. I suppose we do that a little bit with Barbarians Lemuria. You know, if a character, if we're doing earlier in their lives, maybe we'll take away one point of careers or at a point if they're later in their lives or something. But but you know what? You can just leave the stats like they are and run. It doesn't really matter. Because it's, it's more what you guys put into it than, than what's on the paper. So, 
I, but you can see why I really love that game. All you guys are talking about it and enjoying it. And it's not because I'm such a great GM. It's because I sat back and said, you know, when you said, can I do this? I said, sure you can. It, you know, because it's a sword and sorcery game and you're playing big heroes. So, of course, you can try anything you want. And, and I just let it go. But the system's a great system. So, but I'll talk to you later on. Thank you for the kind words. And, yeah, I thought there was something else, but I don't remember what it is. So, I'll talk to you later. So, first up there, Jason was addressing my episode about Lost and the quality of fan theories. And yet he used Twin Peaks as a great example of fans coming up with stuff that was better than what actually transpired in that last season. And this ties in with something that Dave Aldrich recently spoke about on Deeper Centile. I heard Pete Jones of Dragons Are Real calling into. I believe it was Barney's Loco Ludus episode, speaking about taking cues from the players to flesh out what's actually going on. And I'm sure many other podcasts have spoken about this. But yeah, taking cues from players, picking up hooks that players offer unwittingly and uh, running with it. because Well, because a good idea is a good idea. Doesn't really matter where it comes from, right? And uh, Jason also said about us enjoying the Barbarians of Lemuria session and saying that he didn't think it was because he was a great GM. He just sat back and let us do what we wanted to do. And again, that approach to running a game, I mean, I think you should take all credit for that because... Being adaptable, being caught on the hop, and being able to run with it. I mean, they all sound like qualities of a great DM. And you also mentioned Best Left Buried there. Now that, I've got the rule book sitting here and I really need to get stuck into that because I'd love to play that online. And um, I also think it'd probably be a good contender for the Hammer Horror games because it is very much horror fantasy. And what's interesting about that, from what I understand, and from what I've gleaned from Zach on Twitter, that rather than having mechanics that create tension and fear for the characters, what you do is shift focus to unsettle the players. And that obviously feeds back into the game, which I think is a real neat idea. And uh, yeah, so I need to... Get reading on that one because it sounds like a very interesting approach. And again, ties in with something that Dave was talking about on Deep Percentile a long time ago in creating fear in a game by having entities that aren't bound by the rules, that are completely unpredictable. And that again unsettles the players and their characters respond accordingly. And you, obviously you're not relying on a fear mechanic there. In fact, you're relying on the complete absence of mechanics. So yeah, very interesting. And I realised how impactful that could be. And uh, Jason, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to go back and listen to those episodes. 
and causing me to go back and re-listen to those episodes and uh, just realise how many things I come up with that get just tucked away, end up falling down the back of the drawer. Not to suggest that I'm going to start tying up loose ends, but uh, yeah, it's good to remind myself that that stuff's there. So thanks very much. Also, thanks to you for listening to this episode. Very much appreciate those calls. As always, you'll find the anchor link for leaving a message in the description. You'll find my email address, spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. You'll find a link to TJ Drennan's Patreon for uh, some great music. If you want to throw a couple of bucks that way. And I'll probably pop in the link to Osseus on itch. If you want to check out a free trifold half-assed rule set. I'm going to leave the last word to Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Take it away. Hey Spencer, Jason here. I just heard a call in for myself, so I've caught up to where I was. I've listened to your back catalog. Now I have to move on to somebody else's. But don't worry, I'll call you whenever you put a new episode out. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for letting me go through your back catalog. I enjoyed the journey. Take care.